What's up, everybody? Adam Annis here. It is, I think it's my last solo episode, which I'm stoked about. Can't wait to get Peter back in town and back in the studio so we can do some real live You'll Hear It's. Uh, but I'm doing Method Monday, which is actually a Peter Martin idea, but I'm going to take this torch and run with it uh, because I think I can make a cool exercise here out of what we've been working on, which are the Barry Harris six chords. This is a great exercise for comping. Whether you play piano or not, you can sit down at a piano and figure this out and it will make you understand what pianists are doing a lot better. But if you do play any piano, this is so handy what we're gonna cover today. And by the way, this is a little bit part of my new course, Bebop Chords for Beginners, which uh, dropped just last Friday. I just wanna say, uh, shout out everyone who sent me nice messages and DMs and notes about the course. If you're an Open Studio member, it's already on your dashboard. You can check that out. If you're not and you want to check the course out, you can click the link below to save 30 bucks for our You'll Hear It, folks. That's special for you, so check that out. Okay, so today I want to talk a little bit about the sixth diminished scale. We've been talking about sixth chords, but this is kind of a different animal here. And it's related to sixth chords, but because we can make six chords out of it, but really it's a scale of chords. It's what Barry calls the scale of chords. What does that mean? So you likely know all about the sixth diminished. It's like one of the most popular concepts in, in uh, modern jazz education. But the way that I want to practice it today flips it a little bit. And just a brief uh, uh, tutorial here on what it is. If we're in C, the sixth diminished is just a C major scale. But there's an extra half step between the fifth and sixth notes. So between G and A, there's a G sharp. Or an A flat, depending on how we look at it. And that's important because sometimes we'll look at it differently, right? So that's the sixth diminished scale, just a major scale with a half step between the fifth and sixth tones. Now, if we skip a note of this scale, uh, starting from C, we get C, E, G, A, and C. I'm going to do the locked hands voicing, so the five note voicing where there's octaves on the outside. That's what we're going to do all day today. It's what we did all day on Friday, and it's super easy. Four notes in your right hand, one note in your left. Again, four notes in your right, one note in your left, and your left hand is basically just mirroring what your right hand is doing on the very top note. Right. So if we skip every note of this six, remember there's this extra half step between G and A, which put G and A right next to each other. Right, then we get this. Now, if we take every single one of these notes up that scale one tone, we get a D diminished. If we do it again, we get a C6. If we do it again, we get a G diminished, right? So it's this combination. Here, you have a C major six chord by skipping a note of the scale. Take that up, you get a D diminished chord by skipping a note of the scale. Take that up, you get a C6 chord by skipping a note of the scale. Take that up, one note, one just one note. We're taking each, each of these five notes up the six diminished scale. And this is why you get the scale of chords because you get six diminished, six diminished, six diminished, six diminished. You know what I'm saying? And so built within this, is a 5-1 cadence. And you're like, well, what does that mean? Well, that means that this six chord, right, the C major six, that's a tonic. That's a one in the key of C, right? We're not superimposing anything here. This is just literally C6, C major. The D diminished, however, yes, it's a D diminished, but it's acting as a dominant chord. If we put a G in the bass, check this out. This is a G7 flat nine chord. You've probably seen a G7 flat nine. It acts as a beautiful dominant chord to where? C6. 
right? So this D, because look at what the notes are in the D diminished, right? With Even without the G, if we think about it as G7, it's got the seventh, F. It's got the third, B. It's got the fifth, D. And it's got the flat nine, A flat, right? And then we're back to C6, D diminished, just a different inversion. C6, D diminished. So really what's happening here is one, five, one, five, one, five, one, five, one. Works up and down. How genius is this, right? So within just C major, you're adding these little extra tensions of five, one, five, one. That's not, not something you would like notate in a chart or anything. It's just something that happens on a C major, right? And this is what these genius bebop pianists would do. Okay, so we can use this six diminished scale to make these five, one chords. And that means that when we have a five, one cadence, like a G7 to a C major, this scale is fair play even on the G7 because it's part of that sound, right? It's a G7 flat nine is built in there. So what I wanna work on today is a very cool way to get from here, G7, to here, C major. So the first thing we're gonna do, and I'm gonna go down here an octave. We're just going to resolve downward. So D diminished shape to a C6 shape. And then we're gonna say that this is G7, right? So if you ever have a, a 2-5 to C, right? That last bar, G7, to our C major, you can use these voicings. And this is like so crucial for being able to, for being able to resolve some tension. And then stick around, because the next thing we're gonna work on is adding one more level of tension by borrowing and uh, I'll explain what that is. And that's really where your, your afternoon's gonna go from good to great. So, okay, so what I really wanna do here is I wanna resolve from some kind of D diminished shape to some kind of C6 uh, shape, mostly going down. I say mostly because we're gonna resolve only to the notes of the C major triad. We're gonna resolve to really strong notes. You could resolve when we get there, you could resolve to that C6 shape with the A, there's nothing wrong with it but I just want to practice resolving to the super strong tones of C triad today. So G7, now we'll do the next inversion up. And I'm putting a G in the bass here. Now we'll do the next inversion up, A flat, and just resolving down. Now the next inversion up is B, B diminished, right? And we'll resolve this up. Just because it's begging to be resolved up. So again, the whole thing. Diminished? Where does that go? It just resolves nicely down. A flat diminished. Play this with me here. And then B diminished resolves nicely up. One more time. F diminished. Notice how these just they're all they have this gravity towards them or to them. All of the diminished, they have a gravity that wants them so badly. It's like a magnet, right? Like the pole wants so badly to line up with the uh, the opposite pole. One more time. D diminished, resolve down to C6. Now F diminished, resolve down to C6. A flat diminished, resolve down to C6. B diminished, resolve up. Now why is this useful? Well, when I'm comping, listen to these. Just a very simple thing. Put a little swing on it.
That's all we're doing here. Isn't that amazing? That's that's all we're working with. So that alone, just practicing the resolution between that diminished of the six diminished to the six of the six diminished, resolving that down. You do that in every key, you are a good comper. Like you can you can now create tension in pretty much any situation. Now there's a little bit of extra tension that we're leaving on the table here. What is that all about? So we wanna do what's called borrowing, Barry Harris calls it borrowing. And we're gonna borrow from, of all places, the six. So when we're on the diminished, we're on a, on a D diminished here. And again, I have in my left hand D, in my right hand F, A flat, B and D. We're gonna borrow up to the next tone of the sixth diminished, but just with the outside notes, just with the octaves, right? Remember, this is an octave delivery device. So we're just gonna borrow up to the E. Listen to this chord here. This is now a G13 flat nine, right? Because we have this. So we can borrow up and then resolve down to the diminished, back down to the D, right? Listen to that. So here's our D diminished. We're borrowing the outside notes, the octave, the Ds go up to E's. Everything else, the F, A flat, and B stays the same. The middle notes stay exactly where they are. And then we resolve down. Look at our next inversion. F diminished, right? We can borrow up the outside notes. Everything else stays the same. Borrow up to G. How tense is that? And then down to E. Listen to that. Our next inversion is A flat diminished, right? Again, G7 flat 9 is the chord. You can borrow up to the next note of the 6 diminished scale, which is A, giving us a nice, beautiful G9, natural 9 chord, and then flat 9. Listen to that gravity. We talk about gravity. Oh, it's gorgeous. And then our last one, our final one, is B diminished. We borrow up to the next note of the C uh, major six diminished, which is C. How pretty is this? Listen, to th I mean, this is where the depth of this really starts to take shape. Resolve it to that B diminished and back up to C. So you get this. So this exercise will change the way you comp because now you get to add all of this beautiful tension. These are all just diminished shapes. We just have two options. We can borrow up, right? So this whole exercise, you can, you can play in a row like this. Next inversion. Next inversion. your diminished and then borrow up on the outside notes. A flat diminished, we're going to borrow up the next note of the six diminished. Now if we put some swing on this, uh, one, two, three, four, I should actually swing it. What else do you need? The genius Barry Harris, of you know, uh, that genius of organizing these thoughts so that they're that simple. I mean, we literally take this idea 
and then we can borrow one note literally one note that outside note up the scale and everything else stays the same this works so well by the way on the g7 right because the g7 is meant to be tense and so we keep the guts of the g7 right we keep the inside the same but we can borrow up in other notes of this six diminished scale and you're borrowing up to something that's not too tense it's part of the c like everything you're borrowing up look at the notes that are, we're borrowing too it's e it's G, it's A, it's C. It's a C major pentatonic. Like that's all we're borrowing up to is very inside in the key of C. You're almost hinting at what's to come, you know? I love it. I, I could nerd out on this stuff all day. So you take that concept and if you get it through, I would say six keys, right? If you could really understand it in like your six most played keys, you will be a better comper. And you use this shape too, this, this structure of four notes in the right, one note in the left, this locked hands, right, with the octaves on the outside. You're going to sound like Hank Jones in no time. You're going to sound like Barry Harris tomorrow. It's going to be great. So uh, you can check this out on a deeper dive where we practice this in all 12 keys, actually, on my course that just got launched this past weekend. I'm so stoked about it. And again, thank you all for just the overwhelming feedback. It's awesome to hear from you. Uh, I haven't had a course release in 2022, so I'm super stoked about it. Uh, it's called uh, Bebop Chords for Beginners. It's where we cover all of this stuff and we take you through the keys. I practice with you. We've got some play-alongs with Bob Debu and Caleb Kirby that yeah, I think you're going to really like. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Peter will be back on Wednesday. Until then, we'll hear it.